Welcome to Manasseh Ministries Podcast. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, and God, I want to thank you again for another day. Father God, I want to thank you for another Monday morning. I want to thank you for another 6 a.m. prayer. I thank you, Lord, that we were on the wake-up list this morning. I thank you, Lord, that you came by and visited us this morning. Father God, we're thankful. We're grateful. We're here, hallelujah, with our first fruits, hallelujah, hallelujah. We woke up to come. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Father God, this morning, as we make the sacrifice, the living sacrifice, as we give up some of our time, give up some of our comforts to be here. Father God, I ask that you bless each and every one of us. Bless us, Lord. Hallelujah. May it yield increase, O Lord, that we have come on this morning, that we have pushed past our blankets and our comforters, Father, and the darkness of the morning. I give you all of the praise, glory, and honor in your his name. Amen. And amen. All right. This morning, I have a topic that I can only describe as, are you here for the food? Amen. Let's get into it. So we're going to start our journey um, through the scriptures in John chapter six. Sometime after this, and now again, this is when Jesus was um, preaching and drawing lots and lots of crowds and people. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias, and the great crowd of people followed him because they saw signs that he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up to the mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. And when Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philippi, I'm sorry, Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? And he asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. Well, how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. And there was plenty of grass in that place. And they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all enough to eat, he said to the disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of five barley loaves left over from those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who is coming into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come to make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. Amen. Now understand, uh, the, in, and I'm going to skip around a little bit. In the next section, he would say in verse 25, when they found him on the other side of the lake, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, verily, 
very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Amen and amen. So these people had come for the food. They didn't come for the word per se. They didn't come for the message. They came to fill up. And it's very interesting to think about that. I think about, you know, holiday time, parties, birthdays, bar mitzvahs, uh, Thanksgivings, Christmases, whatever you believe. I think about those gatherings and people literally spend their day travel around, traveling around to get, to get them a plate, to get food. Amen. But when you only go someplace for food, amen. When you only go someplace for the food, you don't stick around for the company. Amen. You don't stick around for the cleanup. I used to have a lot of um, dinner parties and those of my friends who were here for me, here for me, like my company, they stuck around for cleanup time. Amen. They were here to help put away all the plates and the dishes and wash up and clean. I have a very good friend and that's what she would do. <laughs> Amen. But those who came because they know Yolanda can make, you know, jerk lamb really good. Those people did not stick around to help clean. In fact, I think I only ever saw them when they were hungry. Praise the name of the Lord. So this morning we're getting a word. Are you here for the food? Are you here for the thing? The Bible tells us, seek ye first the kingdom of God, not the things. He said the things will be added, but that's not what we're supposed to be seeking. We're supposed to seek ye first the kingdom of God. I'm going to just leave that scripture there because I think sometimes we say, yes, I'm going to follow God so I can get the things, but that's not what God wants us to be doing. He knows our heart. He knows if you only showing up to the party for the food. Amen. When people show up only for the food, you can tell by how they treat you. You can tell by their conduct. You can tell by their level of participation. You can tell when I get a text message that says something like, hey, is the dinner ready yet? You know, I don't really have that much time to stay, but I do want to grab my plate. Is that our relationship with God? Are we here to get the things? Are we showing up? specifically for the thing and not for the giver of the thing. Amen. Let's move on. In Numbers chapter 11, verse four to five, the foreign ramble, rabble who were traveling with the Israelites began to crave the good things of Egypt. And the people of Israel also began to complain. Oh, for some meat, they exclaimed. We remember the fish we used to eat in eat for free in Egypt. And we had all the cucumbers and melons and leeks, onions and garlic we wanted. So bless the name of the Lord. They were happy in captivity with some food. Amen. <laughs> they were having a hard time out there in the wilderness, complaining, complaining because were they there for God or were they there to satisfy their own flesh? Now, again, we know that he had made that God had risen up Moses to bring them out, but they complained the whole way because they weren't, they weren't interested in the, in the eternal thing. Amen. Without eternal interest, 
we just chasing after food, y'all. We just driving from house to house, seeking a plate. Amen. <laughs> Bless the name of the Lord. I will continue. In Genesis chapter 25, verse 27 to 35, Isaac loved Esau because he enjoyed eating the wild game Esau brought home. But Rebecca loved Jacob. One day when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau arrived home from the wilderness, exhausted and hungry. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved. Give me some of that red stew. Amen. This is how Esau got his other name, Edom, which means red. All right, Jacob replied, but trade me your rights as the firstborn. Look, I'm dying of starvation, said Esau. What good is my birthright to me now? But Jacob said, first you must swear that your birthright is mine. So Esau swore an oath, thereby selling all his rights as the firstborn to his brother. Jacob then gave Esau some bread and lentil stew, and Esau ate the meal, then got up and left. He showed contempt for his rights as the firstborn. Now understand that the, the, the rights of the firstborn is, is not some small thing. That is, that is an inheritance. That is a position. That is a role. That is an authority. That is an assignment. He gave up his position, his assignment, just to have some food. He, he, he was so interested in serving his, his carnal man, his physical man, that he would give up the birthright. Imagine, would I exchange my salvation for a bowl of stew? Would I exchange the anointing on my life just for a bowl of stew? Will I go defile myself with the king's meat? Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Daniel and the three Hebrew boys, they said, look, we know we're here in a land that is not ours. And we understand that we're in captivity and we're not here to rebel against you. We're not here to, to tear down your, your kingdom, but all we're saying is we will not eat your meat. We will not eat it. Hallelujah. We will not eat off your meat. We will stick with our little legumes here. We'll, we're going to be vegan, vegetarian. They would not eat the meat. Hallelujah. They understood something that I think we need to understand. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 to 17. Work at a living in peace with one another and work at living a holy life. But those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch, watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. Make sure that no one is immoral or godless like Esau, who traded his birthright as the firstborn son for a single meal. You know that afterward, when he wanted his father's blessing, he was rejected. It was too late for repentance, even though he begged with bitter tears. If we're just here for the gift, if we're just here for the food, if we're just here to satisfy carnal desires and carnal pleasures, those temporary things that are going to spoil and rot away, we will be double-minded, easily swayed to and fro. Again, those people hopping in their car on Thanksgiving day, driving from plate to plate, they're just looking for their next meal. But God wants us to not be in search for meat, in search for things, but for him, his heart, hallelujah, his will, his desires. 
those eternal things. God knows the intent of our heart. He knows why we're here. Hallelujah. I am reminded even of Simon the sorcerer. He saw his lost business from, from, the, from the, real king, the real king, the real Holy Spirit showing up. And he said, well, I'm going to convert. But what was he really there for? He was there to be able to lay hands on people and let them catch the spirit. He wanted his money back. Amen. He had shown up in the place, but his intention was not holy. His intention was to eat the meat, not the meat that is Jesus Christ, not the body and the blood of the Savior, but to satisfy a carnal desire, something that will spoil away our money, our food, those things will spoil away. They will perish, but the eternal does not perish. So God is asking us this morning, why are we here? Are we here for the meat? Again, I look at that meat, hallelujah, in, in Daniel now, and I see something a little different. He rejected the king's meat. He rejected that which could defile him. Will we do that this morning? Will we say we're not here for the things, Lord? I can praise you without the thing. I can praise you if I don't have what it is that I say I want. I can sit down and be in relationship with you. My prayer life doesn't just consist of a list of demands. Amen. My prayer life doesn't just consist of things that I want, a checklist of to do. Father God, help me to do the things I want to do and help me to buy the things that I want to buy and help me to have the things that I want to have. Help us, oh Lord. I am going to pray for us this morning. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, and God, we thank you for this word. Father God, we repent. We repent, oh Lord, for those times when the thing we want seems more pressing than your presence. Hallelujah. When it's, it seems more pressing than having a real relationship with you. Father God, I thank you for this word this morning. I thank you, oh Lord, for showing us what it is you want. Father God, they didn't mind following Jesus when there was food on the table. Hallelujah. He said, you came because I fed you. But the minute he gave the message that he was the meal, that it was not just the, the, the fish and the loaves, but he, the body and the blood, they gone, they, they departed, they left that day. Hallelujah. Help us, oh Lord, to persevere when there is no meat on our plate. Hallelujah. Help us to persevere, oh Lord, when we don't have the thing. Father God, hallelujah, increase us in relationship. Father God, we repent this morning for the times that we've chased our flesh, chased our carnal desires, chased after those things which do not serve you, but rather those things that will die and spoil away. Father God, this morning, I just ask that you touch our hearts that we be satisfied in you, that we be satisfied with a relationship with you. I thank you. I give you glory and honor in Yeshua's name. Amen. Thank you for joining the Manasseh Ministries podcast. Tune in next time for another word from Manasseh Ministries. God's got a word for you. I hope you got your word today. God bless. Bye.